Good morning, everyone. I uh, hope y'all had a good weekend. Uh, this week, we've got a really special one. Uh, Canadian country music singer Lindsay Butler is going to join us for a talk. Uh, we're touching on protest music, and uh, there seems to be a lack of it. And uh, we're, we're just going to dive into it from the artist's perspective. Uh, so with no further ado, uh, thanks for joining us, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. How are you guys doing over in Alberta? Well, so far we've got green lights happening over the past, uh, you know, couple weeks, I guess. Uh, Jason Kenny took the REP off, what, two weeks ago now on Wednesday? Um, and then tomorrow, I believe, is the big day where people get to show their beautiful faces again. I, I hope our day comes soon. Tomorrow is our day where we can go into restaurants again. So I, I'm going to get to take my kids. My, my youngest is three. So I'm going to be able to take him to his first movie. My niece actually went last last month with my parents to her very first movie. And she just still raves about it. So we'll have to go again. But yeah, almost four years old and their very first movie experience. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm like coping with like anger, but also hope. I hope yes. we're done with this, but, and luckily my kids have, they really haven't noticed a lot going on. Mm-hmm. We we've shielded them, but I hope we get rid of the masks soon, especially in schools. It's, it's killing us out here. It absolutely is killing people. And like, well, actually, yes. Um, I think if we uh, look into some, you know, respiratory specialists, such as like Chris Schaefer and such in uh, Calgary or in Alberta, um, he's very much an advocate for, no, these are actually um, quite harmful. So I think we need to start welcoming other opinions into our uh, debates. <laughs> if we ever get to have those again, scientific debates and things, I think other opinions need to be uh, welcomed. <laughs> right. And I, I look at Alberta and I, I wonder myself, if I stick in Canada, do I consider moving out that way? Because you guys are, are kind of like our our Texas of Canada. You know what? And I always thought that, oh, yeah, we're like Texas of Canada, but I'm just like, are we? From the last two years, I really don't know that we are. Right. Right. And like, I I always have to like, every time I have these conversations, I've actually been on a couple American podcasts where they'll ask me about restrictions and they always, everyone just synonymous with Alberta, Texas. Um, But everyone kind of stops when I'm like, yeah, but they've locked up the most pastors. And it, it just boggles my mind how like, there's they can be so good in some areas but like absolutely the worst in others yeah it's been interesting i mean living through like okay i love texas so much i already thought that i would be living in texas when i you know if the world kept turning in 2020 i was releasing my album in 2020 i was gonna tour all through western canada and then head down through the states and like boom live in Texas for the rest of my life and just tour around and do music and eat barbecue all day and all night and play music and be great. (laughs) And yeah, still, uh, still in Alberta. So that's a little disappointing. It is, uh, the middle of winter. So that's always depressing for myself, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, pretty sure I can't, I don't have anything to complain about compared to you guys, not like Ontario and Manitoba, man, that's been rough. But uh, yeah, I think it's been really different. And I don't know if looking back, like 
oh, Alberta's like a badass, da, da, da. Yeah, we might have been when we had like Ralph Klein. But like, I don't know if he just made it so exciting for everybody to move here. And now our our uh, base is not necessarily as, yeah, Texas <laughs> or or kind of like, I don't want to use any political terms on this, but like a little more like old school morals and values let's say right like the western style where it's it the country music type type like i i don't know any of my friends like i grew up in the country and we all think the same uh it's when you get to the city that you get a little bit of a culture shock and that's kind of what i'm getting at like do we just have too big of like urban centers now like even our small towns have grown by like 20 to uh 15 to 20,000 people in the past like 10 years. Yeah, my like, my hometown's actually talking about getting their first traffic light. It's uh it is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I I think looking at Alberta, I you're you're probably right. With with Kenny, it's it's been a bit hit or miss. I guess it is a little unprecedented at times, but I think I think he's probably in for a rude awakening come next election too. I, uh, April 9th, April 9th. Right. I, uh, I'm well, looking. April 9th, April 9th is uh, going to be a um, like leadership review. Yeah. For the PCB. So, or and sorry, it, UCB. He seems to have alienated himself. Uh, a lot of his MLAs have kind of turned on him. Yeah. I, it's been, it's been very exciting kind of watching how that's all kind of shaken down i mean there's a lot of uh disappointed mlas having their constituents screaming at them like take off these masks i can't watch my kids play hockey like or my kids can't play hockey because you know they want to keep their medical information theirs and just different things like that um but i i don't know something so it's going to be April 9th. They're having a leadership review. So we'll see what that looks like. So we can replace him with somebody. Right. But I don't know. And I don't know how uh, how deep divey you go with different rabbit holes and such things. But I guess they're not even rabbit holes. It's just straight out there. But like... <laughs> If we talk about like World Economic Forum or the global youth leaders and stuff, the whole like Klaus Schwab, like, yeah, like it wouldn't like when we see all these conservatives, but they're just like, for me, they're like liberals in a blue coat because their values do not align with what that word even means. We've definitely seen that. And and over in Ontario, Jason Kenny was right in there with the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, and and Kenny, it, it made not only his like treatment of the the pastors, which was to me the biggest red line you can ever get, mm-hmm. um, but how he called it the restriction exemption program, it just the wording of that is so like malicious. Yes, and like it's all this double talk. Like, why don't you just call it mandatory segregation or? medical discrimination like just call it what it is yeah yeah oh you absolutely like you can discriminate but and just own it you're you're their concept is that it's justified it's warranted i would mm-hmm. disagree but let's call a spade a spade you are discriminating 
Yes, you, ju- were, you just think were, you can justify it. Well, exactly. Like restriction exemption program. So that's, that should sound like a good thing. Like we're <laughs> exempt from these restrictions. That should just be the standard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All the double talk. But uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. How did you get into country music? How long have you been doing it? Oh man. Okay. So I quit my uh, full-time job in the fall of 2018. I went to CFR in Red Deer and watched some really great live music all weekend, watched rodeo, did some shopping, like did like what my life is supposed to be like, wrote some songs and I went back to work on Monday and I was just like, oh yeah, I can't be here anymore. (laughs) So on Tuesday I handed in my resignation and it was just like go time from then on booking gigs, whatever. Um, yeah, I guess that was like, I mean, I'd been doing music for five, 10 years, maybe before that. I don't know. And, uh, somewhere in there, but then like really just started to take it seriously when I quit my job. I just thought, you know what, why don't I just do music? I'm going to see if I can give it a go. Who cares if I fail, go get another job, whatever jobs, job. (laughs) Right. That's awesome. But but did you grow up on country music? What what got you all started other than being born in Alberta? Yeah, well, <laughs> got that going for me. Um I uh I'm actually a seventh generation Albertan, which is interesting and unheard of, also I've heard. Um yeah. so my dad was very much into like, you know, rock and roll, 80s, 90s, rock, whatever they were playing on like CJ92 at the time. And my grandparents were always listening to like classic, classic country, like Jim Reeves, Patsy Cline, all those like more of that, not so much like Merle and Waylon, but then I figured out who those people were. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, I just, uh, I was throughout high school, it was kind of like, oh, you got to be cool. Like, so I tried I was in like a rock band at one time. We sang like, um, um, Oh man, people are going to be hating on me because I can't remember the name right now. The band. Yes, you can. Hot for Teacher. Tommy Lee's the drummer. Dirt is the movie on Netflix. I, I, I can. Motley Crue? Thank I, you. <laughs> I, 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 my friends are going to applaud that. I don't. I do all music except classic rock. Okay. Well, anyways, I just, <laughs> I just was all around it. I could see them. I could, anyways. Uh, like we could do like Motley Crue stuff and Blondie and, uh, that, um, and then I started to like go to open jams and stuff or open mic and the people that were playing, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to just get up and jump in with somebody. If you're singing like classic country, which, you know, three chords in the truth, that's kind of the whole idea behind that. So I'd sing like Patsy Cline and stuff and then started playing guitar about when I was like, I don't know, 18 or 19 and just, yeah, was really just drawn to like country. I just thought it was, I don't know, it just found its way out of me. So yeah, country music has been my, my, my go-to. Well, it suits you well, it seems. Um, Thank you. On the topic of three chords and the truth, I, the whole kind of conversation, 
is uh, protest music. Your your song Freedom, I I love. It, I've seen it shared and reshared on Instagram Reels and put to protest music, um, to to videos from protests. And then you look at the the handful of of protest songs out there right now. You've got Aaron Lewis, awesome guy in the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid Rock starting to come out and brings, but it seems for like two years really there hasn't been any protest music, and I mean. To me, it seems weird because like I grew up where music was was the anti-establishment, where if you had a cause to fight for or a problem with authority, it was always music. And it really didn't matter what genre, uh, be metal, country, whatever. And it just seems like you are really one of the few people who kind of stuck by it right away. Yeah, I I don't disagree. And it's kind of (laughs) lonely. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little bit lonely. Um, when you say like, yeah, stick it to the man. And now all of a sudden we have this like Neil Young thing. If you're going to play Joe Rogan, you can't play me, Spotify. When I feel like there's just been like, I call it the upside down world right now that we're living in. And so, yeah, we have Neil Young, Mr. Like, oh, I'm like a folk on the folk God, whatever. Right. And yet he's telling people what they can and can't do. And my own personal experience, like with the folk kind of scene is like, they're, they're not very welcoming. No, it it doesn't seem (laughs) that way. And I'm like, isn't that the whole, what, what is your like mission statement here? Folk people? Like, isn't it everybody that's like, humans like all good vibes like that's kind of always what I thought it was and stick it to the man like appreciate that um and that's what called the upside down world and I don't know if it's with our uh like our economic system in Canada where we have so much like so many grants and such if you align with um different views or specific views that they would like to support. So I don't know, like the folk world, it's just, it's the, it's, it's the entire upside down world where folk is now extremely political when before I don't think they were, they were just like, Hey, be good to one another. (laughs) And now it's, it's something else. There's always, there's always something going on behind everything. Yeah. I, I just, I look at, cause I grew up every, every high school kid had a metal phase. I don't care. Um, like I grew up in high school, it was like rage against the machine. And then now as an adult, it's like, Oh, if I wanted to go see them, I would have to show my passport to get in. And it's, I just this and, or like Neil Young who made his coming uppins in protest music. And now he's protesting the next generations of protest. I know. And yeah, I don't, my brain, it just, there's always something behind it, right? Yeah. So who's, who's, who's paying Neil Young to say that or who's funding him? You know, well, I, I did see that directly to Neil Young. I did see that managing control of his assets also was owned by the same people that owned say Moderna. So there was, there was a tangential link and Mm -hmm. I mean, you'll never be able to connect it completely, but 
maybe that but even then like you can own stocks and manipulate it but to force this person to say that i mean at some level he believes it i hope i don't know the upside down world's a weird world <laughs> and i don't know if i trust anything that comes out of anybody's mouth because right i think there can be so many different motives behind it but i also think like you're not seeing my uh many other artists with their protest songs because we've become so accustomed to and so terrified of this cancel culture yeah it's it's getting vicious you put up one bad thing on your instagram that somebody doesn't agree with you're unfollowed just like that like it just doesn't we don't even allow each other to be humans hardly anymore and for my own self like i've gotten some pretty interesting messages or uh yeah messages and comments from other musicians regarding some of my things like i made it i made a freedom rally we went convoying around and i put my song freedom up to it with my video footage and people are still commenting every now and then one guy today like don't even know who he is he has like 200 followers don't even know if he's real had to put on there like gross but i'm like you don't like freedom try a different country (laughs) Or just shut up. I don't know why people got to put the negativity into it. Like, how does that make your day better? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, on the top of a cancel culture, my son's favorite song. So getting ready for this, we we listen to a bunch of your music. And uh, my son's favorite song is Prairie Settler. And amazing song. Um, But have you had a lot of pushback on that? Because in today's woke climate, like even the, the title to some would would trigger just outrage yeah and um first off thank you to your son obviously he has good taste in music um (laughs) i uh yeah it was um it was an interesting time to release it i released it last uh june i'm gonna go with june and um it was right about when we were having this media um media blanket coverage of the residential schools and with all these like unidentified graves and everything like that and i was seriously questioning like am i am i committing like musical career like suicide right now by releasing this song so i did go to a bunch of my indigenous friends and they're like there's nothing wrong with this song this is a great song. You should be proud of this song. This is your heritage. This is like some of our heritage, like how, you know, this is a really good song and we're, we like it. And I did get some backlash from some woke as we're going to call them um, musicians, mostly who are those ones that apparently have a different agenda. Um. They they were not very receptive and they were borderline mean <laughs> and just yeah it was it was just so I don't even understand I don't even know how to really um explain it they were just they were out to cause like maybe they were out to cause a publicity thing I don't know I don't know what they were out to do but they just then then they ended up always like deleting their comments because apparently they believe in them so much that they have to delete them in 12 hours. 
Well, if, but, if, um, if they don't get the reception they're hoping for, they, they seem to be the only asshole in, in the bunch. Right? So, like, <laughs> maybe you should just keep your comment to yourself if it's not that nice. Right. Like, I don't see any, I didn't see any um, of these woke females getting mad. These specific ones that I'm talking about uh, getting mad when, like, Nicki Minaj had her whole WAP, you know, everywhere. Right. Is that not a little more offensive than... Right. Or, or a little Nas X. A bunch of farmers that live in Alberta. <laughs> and I mean, for you, it, it's historically, I don't think I, I've never met anyone that goes back seven generations in Canada. That that's ancient. Well, so I started watching 1883 yesterday with my mom and my family got here in 1886. That's crazy. Like just four miles down the road that way. So that I'm like, holy, like, and that's again, like, I wrote that song as a tip of my hat to these prairie people who thought this is awesome. The queen or, you know, the crown's given us land. We're just going to go there. All we do. We only have to like clear like 10 acres a year. And like, little did they know, like that's a job. <laughs> and like, that's a job. It's awesome. It's free. We can do this. And then blah, we'll just build a house. It'll be fine. I'm pretty sure they didn't say on the little, like, on the ad, like free land. P.S. It's minus 40 in the winter and it's plus 40 in the summer. And, you know, your cattle aren't probably going to make it if you can find any here. Like there's no houses. There's there's nothing. <laughs> so that was my tip of the hat to like. These prairie people that can live here, the fact that we still live here, but we're just our own kind of crazy, I guess. <laughs> Well, it's so crazy that it, it's turning into a bastion of hope for the rest of us in, in urban centers now. Give me some slow times and, and easy, easy street. Just, you know, your neighbors and, and you don't hate them. Well, and that's the one thing I will say that has been amazing over this past two years is now like I'm so much closer to my neighbors. Um like for my side business and because I'm bored when the government won't let me work. Um, Cause you know, God forbid we let people drink past you can't, you can't be drinking past 10, 10 PM. That's really when the virus comes out. You're okay. If you're sitting though. <laughs> yes. If you're sitting, but not if you're at a desk at school, you better lock that up. Right. Um, so, but like uh, just keeping it more local, like, you know, I know, I buy my beef from my neighbors down the road and my side business. Like I've been reupholstering and like recovering quad seats just because, you know, I'm bored, little self promo there, but uh, you know, (laughs) we just, we're like, we're just kind of figuring out who can do what in case, you know, we don't go to town ever again. Right. And it's good to kind of know those people. I I know too, where like if shit hit the fan to the, to the maximum, we we've got the same thing where we've got our own little community where it's like we could manage. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of really been a, a thing that we've taken out of all of this is you can't put a lot of trust in, in the systems that you think you can. Yes. I agree with that statement very, very much. So as an artist and your sustenance, really like this is, this is what you do for a living. How has the lockdowns been for you? And I, I don't even know to what extent, like here in Ontario, we haven't had live venues for like a very long time now. I think maybe a little bit in the s- summer last year, but even that yeah. was short lived. 
Yeah, I would say very similar. Um, I remember the, it was March 13th when like the world shut down and I had to fight for that gig that night. Um, the guy's like, Oh no, there's like, no, we're shutting down. Like there's no, like, I'm not even going to be able to pay my like lease or rent or whatever this week. And this month. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't, you can't cancel me like 12 hours in advance. It doesn't work like that. You can cancel me, but you still have to pay me. So like mm-hmm. it's, and that's kind of set the tone for almost every event. Like we're fighting for the event to just happen. Um, and he, so I guess 2020, um, we were doing some like outdoor concerts just driving around and like playing for people in front of their houses and stuff. So that was fine. Um, now last summer was awesome. I was working with a girl and she booked me like I had probably more shows last summer than probably any other Alberta artist. I was playing everywhere. Rodeo cabarets, like after like a cattle sale, which is like, that's my jam. Like those are my people. (laughs) Um, and that was, yeah, super, super busy last, uh, summer. And then our lovely Kenny put in the REP, I believe on like September 15th. And that kind of shut everything down again, or at least for artists against discrimination and segregation, (laughs) because I feel like, you know, showing that you can drink at the bar, that should be enough ID. Right. Yeah. And have, have you as an artist, has, has it been the same way as like a patron or do they treat the booking differently? Do you, do you get, uh, what's the best way to word that? Uh, Do you get like accosted the same way? I don't know. I haven't, I don't go anywhere. I don't, (laughs) I don't really, I don't really know. I don't know that people are Maybe, maybe just nobody knows what the hell I'm doing. I don't know. Maybe they don't care that I have a song called freedom or they don't really, maybe it doesn't click in their brain what it means. I don't know. I haven't been, I mean, I can call up places and they're not like, it's not like, oh, you're, you're blacklisted. You can't play here. So that's a good thing. But I don't know if those lists exist. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm just not aware. I kind of figured Last fall, I think it was when I was really getting upset because I wasn't posting much about anything or what I was thinking or feeling or the news that I was getting that's not necessarily mainstream. The news that I get and resonate with and can feel in my bones that it's truth. Um, I kind of just told myself, I don't really care. These woke leftists, whatever you want to call them, they didn't hire me anyways. So <laughs> I'd rather find my people and stand with them proudly. Right. And that that's one thing I've loved about all of this. And it's, you got to find the silver linings, but I have really found my people. And mm-hmm. alternatively, I found the people I really don't need. And wasn't it weird how, how uh, you know, close we let those people that we really don't need or don't align with? How oh. close we let them into our lives and our friendships and relationships it's it's very interesting to me yeah and like i'm i try to be as balanced as possible 
Uh, I can hold room for a lot of different perspectives, but uh, my line is if you can't hold the same room for mine, then it's, it's a no go. And unfortunately I've had to cut honestly too many people loose, but it's like it, when it comes to like the people I surround myself with, there's a certain morality that I'm like, if you can't respect basic things and there's no room here. That's kind of how I feel. And I mean, if the basic things are just basic human rights, not even just not even our charter of rights and freedoms, just basic human rights. If you think that's okay for anybody to ever take that away, I don't know that we can be as great of friends as that we may have once been. No, and and often in the in the arguments, people are like, oh, like we're free, like you're free to choose, and then you're free to suffer the consequences. It's like, sure, you can make that fallacy, but it's like, can anybody walk into that restaurant? No, then it's not free. And no. and if you can honestly sit there and try and justify that. It's just, no, it's, it's an easy choice for me. And that has been honestly a silver lining. I found my people and I have found the people I really don't need. Yep. And you know what? That is so important to find the silver lining because throughout the past couple of years, I've like gone into this, what a much more like energetic, like energy healing. Like I call myself a redneck hippie. And I don't think that's a bad thing, <laughs> but, um, um, just being able to discern truth versus not truth is something that I am really good at lately and will take with me for the rest of my life. And I just really think that there's like this human shift going on right now where we see that we're not this, you know, small fringe minority. We're actually like the humanity is like awakening and we're rising to this task of, you know, getting rid of those, those motives in the back. <laughs> it, it de I definitely get what you're saying. And it does seem like even for the people on the other side of the aisle, and, and I hate to split it politically, but unfortunately it's just so easy. Um, mm -hmm. But it seems like no matter what side you land on, the trust in institutions, be it politics, news, media, any of it, it's all falling apart. Nobody's really buying what's going on anymore. And it's getting to the point where it's almost laughable. And I, I don't mean to like use the term laughable and then compare what's going on in the Ukraine, but some of the images coming out of it where they're literally using movie footage. Yes. It, it, it's like, I, we can agree that all of that's terrible that's happening there. Nobody needs to hurt and die. Yeah. But when media is then turning around and using like movie footage and, and it's, it's immediately called out and people are seeing it on both sides. I do see the, the shift happening in that sense where institutions, I don't think survive this. And I am pushing for that daily. <laughs> like I am that person that's like, you know, Oh, we'll just take this and we'll patch this political system up and we'll just, you know, get rid of some of these guys. And then I'm like, nope, burn it all down. We got to start over. We got to rebuild. We got to rebuild media. We got to rebuild our leadership. Let's not even call it government. Let's discard the use of the word politician and politics. That just needs to go in the garbage. Our healthcare, I don't know how yours is in Ontario, but like, holy shit show in Alberta. Um, 
education system, everything. It needs like, and I'm like, come on humans, we can do this. We're here to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am optimistic. I think, I think we're in the, the process of like the growth pains. It's, it's going to suck getting through it, but, uh, but no, and it, and it really is the hippies and hillbillies. I forget what country song that's a quote from. Um, hippies and cowboys. Yeah. Cody Jinx. I have, I have really noticed that like the, the mega hippies and the hardcore rednecks seem to be the ones from day one that did never kind of fell in this trap. And it's really kind of shocked me and in, in bewilderment how like polar different these groups are. But then when you get to the core, the morality again, it's like this common core thing where it's like some of my best friends literally sell sage and, and incense. And I'm like, 2019, I would have thought you're just a weirdo. And, and then you realize like fundamentally how similar you are and you just drop all of that judgment and then you get to the core. And that, honestly, I look at that now way more than surface level stuff where I have interactions and it's like, tell me how you feel about what's going on and yeah. let me judge your character. And I will tell you if we're going to be friends. Yes. I love that. And I just find that so fun because like the demographic at let's say like the Calgary rally every Saturday is there is no demographic. It's everybody. It's all ages. It's all ethnicities. It's all religions. It's, it's everybody. And that for me is like, I grew up in high river, like a little bit redneck. And when we can sit there and just agree on these amazing things. It, it just like, it lights me up for the rest of the week. Like when I go to one of these rallies and I just get, it's like filling my own cup up. Like, yes, I sing at the rallies. That's fun. I'm singing in front of, you know, 15,000 people. That's pretty dang cool right now. Cause I don't know if that's even allowed anywhere and we're outside. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then like, just to see the, like there's, it's just, it's so great. And it just like re-energizes me to like, you know, get on the bandwagon. I'm like, we're, we're really doing this. You guys like, this is absolutely the revolution. Like it's a human revolution. It feels like it. And it's happening on like every front almost. Well, and my favorite part also is that every move I find that like the government's way make or the whoever's pulling the strings, you know, they make these moves. And sometimes I wonder if it's just to piss more people off to get them to wake up, but whatever they're doing and they think they're going to divide us. And it's just like, Oh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Watching Trudeau, especially flail in the last few weeks, trying to deal with the truckers. And it's like, you you've you've got a really angry group of of core people who believe in freedom but then you've forced the banking systems to kind of turn on you too and then piss off more people like i know more people that turned to towards my way of thinking just because the banks were locking innocent people out for Absolutely. donating to something that they aligned with and they were like man do you know anything about cryptocurrency? Can you give me a, can you give me a test run? What are you buying silver or gold? Like, 
right well i we've pulled our our savings i after all that and like we donated so it's yeah. like i don't know if you're gonna freeze me out i don't really care at this point but i'm not letting you hold my my cash absolutely There's, so it's but yes it, seeing people kind of break the illusion it it gives me hope because it, it we've got a lot more people today than we did even last year absolutely i agree with that and i would start saying um i don't know if you uh, like felt it or if your energy i don't know if you notice any of that but like right around january like the very first couple of weeks of january it was like oh we are now like we have the friends we have the power like we the people we got this now. Yeah. I don't well, know what that was, but it was a huge energy shift. And I was like, we just won. Now we just have to tell everybody else that we won and like make it work out in real life. <laughs> right. Well, I look at like the convoy and not necessarily just the convoy, but the people that showed up at every overpass at every city. And it's like, you really want to mess things up, make them angry enough to mobilize. Cause it's like, there was so many people that could make it to an overpass, but couldn't necessarily make it to Ottawa. Yeah. And it's like, people need to understand these routes run deep. Yes. And that like, honestly, that was my, while the convoy was making their way to um, Ontario or Ottawa. And I'm like, that was my new bedtime routine. Cause I was, I'd watch all these videos and like cry myself to sleep, but they were finally happy tears. Like, yeah. It was the best ever. And the, the kid, like just man going through Manitoba when it was like minus 35 and people didn't care, they were out there showing their support and yeah, lining the overpasses and the ditches. I just, oh, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. I, I know during a lot of the convoy, especially when it started out early, um, I jumped on the Zello chat. And it mm-hmm. was all like truckers and kids saying thank you. Oh, and I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I just had to show. I'm like, I'm going to cry at work if I don't shut this off. Yeah. And it's like to give. And I think that was the greatest gift we could have got out of that was the hope. It, mm-hmm. It's something that so many people were missing, but somebody lit that spark. And I don't, I don't think you put that flame out now. I don't think they can. There's no way it's like raging out of control. And it's not just in Canada. This flame has been lit. And it's like, yeah, literally out of control across the entire world. Like there's, there's a convoy. There's a huge one starting in the States. There's, there were convoying in Brazil. I saw there was convoys happening in the UK because of the Canadians. Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it's, I definitely have a lot of hope. We've, we've been through it and uh, I think we've still got a, a bit to go. But uh, I think I think there's hope to be had. And I think it's important to, you know, this has been testing a bit of a test this week as we kind of discussed how we're a little disappointed in media representation of perhaps the truth and whatnot and what they're being paid to tell us. But I think that's been really important to discern, like, okay, why? They want us all looking over there at Ukraine and Russia. But like, did and now COVID's not really a thing? Like, and that's something that I I have done so much 
freaking reading. I don't know. Like, it's a wonder how I even passed high school, but apparently I can be a good student if I'm interested. <laughs> and they do say that like one of the, like a main form of uh, brainwashing is just on repetition, on repeat, constant, constant, constant. That is like a very basic form. And until you just like agree with it, then they're like, okay, cool. Well, we can shut that off now. Yeah. They just keep going and keep going. And I feel like for me, it just hit. Like I walked into my parents' house one day and they had CNN on and I was just like, turn this shit off. I can't take it. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. There's no, it just felt gross. Like I was going to be sick. So, you know, got my smudge out, made it better. But I think that's something we also need to carry like with us now for the rest of our lives is the discernment and, you know, seeing through the manipulation, whether it be emotional manipulation of keep grandma safe, but let's run her over at the rally or, you know, do the right thing or when okay let's do the right thing but let's see some data (laughs) no i think for me too it's like anytime now where they like lean on virtue it's like you've you've lost me the minute the minute i have to do something to be a quote-unquote good citizen honestly after all of this I'm, i'm almost conditioned to just take the opposite stance um because every time it happens it's never it's never accurate that's how I feel. And like anything that they're really trying to shove down your throat in the media, which I don't have satellite. I don't have any of that, but just even like watching YouTube or something, even the commercials, like constantly shoving something down your throat. I just think, wow, you're really working hard on this. What don't you want me to know? Or what, what should I be looking at? Well, you have me mad over here. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we, we won't keep you too long. We'll, uh, we'll let you go. Um, but before that, I just want to remind everyone, uh, pay the fee. Uh, this week, we're going to have Lindsay's info in the show notes, everywhere you can find her on social media and Spotify. Uh, and then I just want to say, she's going to set us up with a clip, I think. And uh, I just want to say thanks again for, for joining us and, uh, and sharing some perspective. Well, thanks. Sorry, I, you know, get a little more uh, woo and like, I don't know, political or like worldly and a little bit hippie on you, but it's probably the only thing that's kept me sane over this past two years is that I do have this crazy amount of hope for the future. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe other people will share that hope and, and not feel like they're crazy. Cause, cause we're not, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Hope is hope is super important. We uh, we try to leave every episode with a little bit of hope because all of the weight of talking because we have to talk about it, um, and, and there's value in talking about it. But we don't want to just weigh ourselves down with it. We want to we want to leave on a good note because I think we are in good times. We are. I think you know we're gonna see some some things, and then we're gonna the world's gonna need a lot of healing, but. We can do this because we're humans and we're awesome. We came here to do that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. And uh, if you want to set up your, your outro. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. 
And this is my song called Freedom. It's available on all digital stores and digital platforms for streaming. And yeah, Lindsay Butler, Freedom. Strong and free.